That was The City of New Orleans by The Highwaymen, made up of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. Melbourne travel writer Tim Richards loves to ride the rails and he's had stories about trains published widely in Australian and foreign newspapers, magazines, travel guides and his own books. His latest is Ultimate Train Journeys World, which covers 30 journeys in Australia and around the world. He speaks to Graham Kemlow about his passion and nominates his three top rides. Great to have Tim Richards back on the show with us. We've spoken to Tim before. Tim is a, a travel writer in Melbourne. He loves rail and he's written quite a bit about rail in newspapers, magazines, here and around the world. He's also penned a few books. The latest book from Tim is published by Hardy Grant, and it's called Ultimate Train Journeys of the World. Tim has produced about 30 different stories about uh, travelling the rails in various parts of the world, including in Australia. So with an audience that we've got on SoundCloud, who are literally all over the place, this is going to be quite interesting. Tim, welcome back to the show. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, now, you you do love the train, don't you? I do, yes. I seem to, it seems to have crept up on me a bit, really, because I've been travel riding now for uh, almost um, pushing 20 years, and I was looking back through my records, and I really only started writing about trains about 10 or 12 years ago. But uh, it's good to have a niche, and it's good to be something that you enjoy. It's a speciality of yours, obviously. Now, in um, Hardy Grant, I think, reached out to you to write this particular book in their Ultimate Series, and we've actually interviewed a couple of people who've also authored books in that particular series. Was it your choice as to what was included, or did they have a say in what journeys you included and what you left out? Yes, it was interesting timing. Uh, it was about you know mid-2020 that I signed the contract around June 2020. Uh, luckily, I signed it then, and that meant in our very long second lockdown in Melbourne, which was 16 weeks, I had a 20-chapter book to write, well, 30 really with the the other 10 in the back. So it gave me something to do during the second lockdown. But the as far as the content, it was interesting because I've written for a lot of Lonely Planet books before, uh, and a lot of their books, they might feature something like street food around the world or whatever mm. and they they tend to be heavily templated so you have to sort of fit in with a template but in this case hardy grant were very very open to me doing it um in whatever kind of format or structure that that i thought best which freaked me a bit um so i i asked them to send a few pdfs of some of the other books cycling and road trips and so on right. and so I, I could get a sense of what other writers were doing and so i was able then to sort of Okay, I'm going to come up with a basic sort of, you know, simple sort of template for each train journey, given that obviously some of them are multi-day journeys, some of them are an hour or two, and, and so you have to be flexible. But I wanted to include, obviously, what the train journey's like, the comfort levels, the, what makes it special, but also the history. That was quite interesting. Sometimes I found myself having to translate Spanish language sites, say, from Mexico to try and get the history of the line because there wasn't much uh, in English. So it was interesting to try and give a bit of a historic perspective as well as why you would want to do the journey and what it's like to be aboard. Uh, some of these are iconic journeys under any heading, even a, a non-rail person, although I, I will go on a train, but I, I have no reputation for it. Even a person like me understands some of these uh, are um, world-class trips. Some of the others I really didn't know much about at all. How did you go about selecting your, uh, your journeys, uh, Tim? 
was a bit of a mix because uh, and Harley Grant and I obviously the editors and I talked with each other about this and we we wanted obviously it's it's meant to be ultimate train journeys world so it has to be hopefully something on every inhabited continent for a start so obviously that gives you some parameters mm. and then it, I really wanted it to be a mix because so there are some definite luxury trains in there you think well I've got to have the you know the Orient Express and yep. so on but that there are trains which are just simple trains they're regular scheduled trains but they happen to go through amazing scenery like the uh, Jasper the Prince Rupert train in Canada um, or they're just very short journeys but they're spectacular uh, and you wouldn't want to to miss out on them or their multi, multi-day journeys. So it's, it really was just a mix. It could be um, the landscape, the history, the comfort levels, but it didn't have to be the comfort levels. Right. So we, there's a Sri Lankan train journey in there, which is just on your regularly scheduled train. I think it's the cheapest journey in the book. It costs about 10 bucks for first class. No, you know? so, fantastic. so um, you know, up to the other end where the most expensive train in the book, I think is about $10,000. So, right. and uh, 10,000 US dollars. So, uh, you know, you've, it really isn't meant to be about luxury. It's about the special nature, I suppose, spread across uh, the world. And I've got some very short and simple ones in there as well. Mm. Now, you've obviously travelled on all these trains. You haven't written this off a web page uh, or anything, have you? Oh, no, no, it's a mix. It's a mix. I've been on about half the journeys. Oh, okay. And because we were in the middle of a pandemic, it you was couldn't get away. It was impossible to travel. So yeah. I, I felt confident in um, some of them. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of them and be able to research them fully. And those ones, I, there is no first person. I'm not claiming to have been on right. some of those. Okay. Uh, so you'll see, you'll see that when you look at the book there, where I'm talking about my personal reminiscences, it's clear I've been on them. So then you probably still maintain a bucket list of trains you mm. haven't been on yet, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there is one in the book that which I haven't been on, the Andean Explorer in Peru, which is a fairly recent uh, edition. I think it only started running about five years ago. So with the pandemic, it's it's not had much runtime. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, it goes from um, Arequipa to Cusco in Peru. And yeah. it goes alongside Lake Titicaca, and there are off-train excursions. It's a very luxurious option, similar to, say, uh, the Eastern Oriental Express, which I have been on from Bangkok to Singapore, where, you know, it's beautiful food, beautiful uh, fittings and furnishings, and you get off the train to do some interesting excursions, which is the model, obviously, that the GAN and the Indian Pacific follow as well, what they call a, a rail cruise nowadays. But that's definitely right. one I'd, I'd like to go on. For yeah. sure. And I'm about to, in October, mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, end of September, I'm heading into the US and I'll be doing two more Amtrak uh, sleeper trains I haven't done. So that'll be uh, more grist to the mill. <laughs> yeah, there there are guys on the web who specialise in travelling on, on the trains. I think it's like, like seat 57 or something or other. I've, I've... Uh, seat 61, the man in seat 61, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great source. Yeah. He'll go on almost anything with uh, with wheels under it. But, uh, yeah, I think, obviously, you know, the three-day journey from the Indian Pacific, you're not going to put a live uh, feed of that on. Well, <laughs> somebody did. Didn't they do it on SBS, the slow travel or something? Well, I, that was that a turn-off for me, I'm afraid. I look, I, I tell you what, I'm going to say to you, sit down and watch that because what they did, they skipped all the nights, obviously. Mm. So you might have something like it's a 20-hour thing or whatever. I can't remember how many hours it is. It is strangely hypnotic. I, I mean, I agree with you. I thought it was going to be boring. But honestly, if I was doing something else, meanwhile, reading or whatever, you'd find yourself glancing up and just watching it. There's something quite mesmerizing about yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's for <laughs> um, I think it's for comfort in the background. Yes. That's it called slow TV. I think the very first one to do that was one of the trains in my book is the uh, 
uh, Bergen to Oslo railway in uh, in Norway. Yeah, and I and I think Norwegian TV pioneered that, and 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 they were surprised to find out how how fascinated people were with these slow TV yeah, experiences. Well. That one's on YouTube as well. Yeah. Do you have the GAN on there? I don't think you do. Uh, well, it's in the uh, – basically, we put 20 featured railway journeys and then we put another 10. So in the, the – Oh, all cha- the back, the all, is it? Yeah, the all change section. It's just a page per journey. I've got the GAN in there as well. Oh, we, were okay. trying, we were trying to make sure we had a mix of, of styles and locations. I didn't want to repeat ourselves in that sense. But the GAN is in the, um, oh, the all, okay. the all change section. That's a good journey. Yeah, well, I went on the old GAN when you had to be drunk to walk the corridor because <laughs> it zigzagged. But that was a great trip, and uh, we had some memorable experiences both on the train and and off. It's interesting, trains are making a comeback in Australia. Um, I think of the uh, Journey Beyond now bringing through a train from Adelaide mm. via Western Victoria and up into, um, I'm not sure if it goes all the way to Queensland. I think it might. It, it, it does. I'm actually going on it in January. It's called the Great Southern. That's right. Uh, this, this is only, it will be, this year will be its fourth season. The idea behind it, it's actually the GAN carriages, which they do not run during the height of the wet season. So those carriages are free in December and January, basically. Mm. So they, they decided, well, let's do something with that. And they, they run this train from Brisbane to Adelaide and then Adelaide to Brisbane. Uh, I've been on the Brisbane-Adelaide, but I, I, that was last year. Um, uh, where they, because they weren't sure whether Victoria would be available because of lockdowns at that point, they had uh, routed it throughout that New South Wales through Broken Hill. So it was a completely different journey to the one they actually do now. Right. But the, the one I'm t- going on is Adelaide to Brisbane. So that one's two nights. The other way is three nights. Right. Uh, and you stop off at the Grampians. So it's using the standard gauge lines. Yeah. Um, so you stop off at the Grampians, which is great, do an expedition out there. An excursion, uh, and then they do an excursion to Canberra, and then they do they stop at Coffs Harbour on right. the way through, and then right. you ha- you have a choice of things to do there as well, and then it rocks up in Brisbane on the Sunday, so it leaves um, it leaves Adelaide on the Friday, mm. and then and the journey the other way you have some wine tours in the um, Hunter Valley, and uh, uh, you have Coffs Harbour dinner, uh, and I think I think they probably do the Grampians again on right. the way through Victoria. So it's yeah, it depends on time of day, but yeah, it's great food on board, and that one's a bit different to the other two because there's no deserts involved. Yeah. <laughs> the other two are very desert. Yeah, heavy. yeah, 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 that's yeah, true. Yeah. Right. The Pacific and the Gan, yeah. So if I can put you on the spot, Tim, what would be your your top three rail trips in the world? Oh, I feel like saying on what basis? Luxury, uh, scenery? Well, uh, whatever works I mean, for you. I yeah, mean, you are I know. clearly I, an aficionado. I'm uh, not really fussed about the luxury, but it is nice when you're on it, obviously. You know, yeah, you're, well, you're doing it. I mean, assuming I think, you have to pay, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I assuming think you have to pay, what are you going to buy? I think of the ones in the book and the ones I've done, I think if I'm going for a nice mix of three, there was the Eastern and Oriental Express that yeah. from, from Bangkok to Singapore. Yeah. That that was just a great mix. You know, it had um, it's a beautiful train, wonderful food, um, beautiful scenery, and you did some great excursions, some thoughtful excursions uh, off the train, and they took about two nights, three days from memory. For a simple uh, a simpler journey, I was in... Alaska a few years ago, mm. and from the town of Skagway, which is a big one of the big cruise ship ports. Yeah, back in 1900, they built a narrow gauge railway up through the mountains, 900 meters up through the mountains into Canada from Alaska, so that the, the gold miners could head to the Klondike. 
gold right. rush. Yeah. And that, that uh, closed down in the 80s. It was used for mining for years. Once they got all weather roads, it wasn't so necessary. But it's reopened and, it, and because of the cruise ship passages. But it runs all the way through. And I, I caught that through from Skagway all the way through to Car Cross in Canada and Yukon. Uh, and then they bust you down to Whitehorse, which was the original yep. terminus. Yep. And that's such an amazing journey because you're yeah, down at sea be. level through the mountains, hugging the side of the mountains with this narrow gauge train. It's it's quite scary, you know, misty and, and high. And then you go through this strange sort of level area um, past gulches and past old bridges and things as you head into Canada. And it's an amazing journey. It's only a few hours, but it's right. uh, it's it's a really special one. You can only do it during the summer months. Another one, the Caledonian Sleeper is just a great sleeper train in the UK. There's only two sleeper journeys you can do in the UK nowadays. Uh, those are brand new carriages. They just started running about three years ago. Um, so if you can afford... Where does that go from and to? Oh, that goes from London every night from... Um, to Edinburgh, is it? Houston. It splits. No, you've got five destinations. So it's um, from the top of my head, it's Fort William... Inverness, Edinburgh, Glasgow and Aberdeen. Fantastic, Tim. Great to talk with you and uh, good luck with the book. It's called Ultimate Train Journeys World by Tim Richards, published by Hardy Grant, available in all good bookstores now. Graham Kemlow there with Tim Richards, whose Ultimate Rail Journeys is published by Hardy Grant. More information on Tim's website, www.iwriter.com.au.